All right, legends. Welcome back, dude, to yet another episode of Get Around Me. What a time it is to be alive, truly. And I mean that this week potentially more than others because you better believe it's grand final week, dude. Holy shit. Can you feel it in the air? There's electricity out there. I'm getting... What is it when you, like, zap yourself on pillows and shit? Static electricity. That's what I'm getting, but just from just from the absolute hype out there for two of the greatest sporting codes that have ever existed. I'm getting zapped from stuff that shouldn't even zap you, like telegraph poles and shit, dude. Even the telegraph poles are off their tree for will no doubt be one of the greatest sporting weekends in this great nation's history, so... The streets are alive. I'm here for it. You see blokes wearing Panthers jerseys to their office jobs and shit in the city. I like to always just pretend I'm going for the same team as whoever that that guy's going for. I saw a bloke with a Panthers jersey yesterday and I go, one more brother, let's fucking go. And mate, he was off his tree. We were high-fiving. He has no idea I despise that area and everyone who comes from it. But either way, I'm excited. AFL and NRL Grand Finals this weekend. I mean, really, what is happening out there? You could commit a genuine crime, and I reckon if you told the cops, sorry, brother, sorry I knocked over this 7-Eleven. I've actually just got September madness. I honestly do think if the cops didn't let you off, no judge in the land uh, would rule against you in that situation. If you said, If you said to the judge, sorry, I've been following... Penrith and Collingwood my whole life and I can barely literally contain my dopamine levels I think any judge in the land would say it's all good brother the fact all you did was knock over a 7-eleven and no one else was hurt in this is a miracle in and of itself so there's a vibe out there and while I'm not really the biggest NRL fan and I've never watched a game of AFL in my life I like to soak it up okay I like to soak it up I've attempted to get into the NRL grand final season. I watched both the semifinals this weekend. Both were aggressive blowout training session type games. So not really a lot of drama there. You know, I'm like, I'm a fair weather fan. I like to, I'm the guy who was like part of the train on squad and was injured half the season. But if my team wins, I've got like one hand on the trophy. I'm like in the middle of the photo. I'm that guy. Okay. So I like to sniff around in September, try and pick up a vibe, just try and plant myself in a situation where I can really soak up the energy from people who actually support these codes. Gave it a crack with the NRL, couldn't really get into it due to the lack of competition in both games. And uh, so I thought this year, even though I've never watched an AFL game in its entirety, and I actually went to a Geelong game at the MCG once, I didn't even make it through that one, but, but I thought, let me... Let me get into this great code that Australia loves so much. So today I will be doing an AFL grand final preview. Obviously, as stated, I know nothing about the AFL and I'm not claiming to. But I put on my Instagram story, people just hit me up with some some info about the grand final and I will piece together one of the great previews from the information provided. Okay, so that's what we have here. Some of the, some of the uh, opinions, some of the hot takes, some of the thoughts on the game ahead, they might seem a little radical, okay? But I am, they're not mine. If you have an issue with anything that's said in the AFL preview, take it up with whatever Pelican sent them to me, okay? Because I am merely a vessel for these hot takes. 
I just, I, it's enough is enough. I got to get in on this code. If Australia could get into anything the way Victorians get into AFL, this nation, we would have taken over half the South Pacific by now. I mean, it's absolute pandemonium down there. I was getting text messages from a core stadium, which I think is Sydney Olympic Park, saying two for one tickets to the NRL semifinals. Like they didn't even sell out. So you tell me. Do you know what I mean? We can't even sell out a core stadium, which is like 70,000. Double check that. I just made it up. And the AFL has like 95,000 to round 13 Geelong versus who gives a fuck. So fair play to the AFL. It's definitely the dominant winter sport. And I thought enough is enough. It's time for me to get involved. So without further ado, here is my AFL grand final preview uh, as sent in by the fantastic ratbags that listen to this podcast. So so here we bloody go. Brisbane Lions are playing the Collingwood Magpies in the grand final this year, guys. If you weren't aware, that's your first bit of information. Now, the first thing that you need to know about this game, and this was the overarching theme from a lot of the messages I received, and this is absolutely key to you understanding this grand final on a molecular level, Okay. The first thing you need to know about the AFL Grand Final is that Collingwood are absolute cunts, okay? The players and the supporters, they're equally as egregious in their behavior and their morals. They're pigs. They are legitimate evil, okay? That might seem a bit aggressive, but once again, I am merely a vessel for the hot takes coming in. So we got a serious hero and villain situation this Saturday. Brisbane, the underdogs, Collingwood... Apparently, best team all year. Haven't beaten Brisbane this season. Double check that. I think I just made it up. And this is the stage set for what is no doubt going to be one of the greatest grand finals this great nation has ever seen. But yeah, it's basically the vibe I'm getting is that everyone who isn't a Collingwood supporter is not only hoping Collingwood uh, lose, but also maybe many of their fans get injured on the way out of the stadium. Maybe there's sort of a stare mishap. No one, no one dies, but, you know, with just a few rolled ankles, maybe someone spills a red-hot pie on themselves, ironically. Uh, but, yeah, heroes and villains, Collingwood are absolute scum, and we look forward to their demise. That's the first bit of information that was clear to me. Now, this is a replay of a match from 20 years ago where Brisbane smashed them. What do we know about history, team? Always repeats itself. So that's all I need to know to load up on the Brisbane Lions, who are underdogs in this, okay? And I love an underdog. David and Goliath. If you go for Goliath, you're just like, do you know what I mean? What does that say about you, brother? What does that say about, about what, what, what you do when the going gets tough? It doesn't say much. So big, big game, obviously. Brisbane are also in the NRL Grand Final, which... Is pretty cool when you think about it. How many cities have a team in the NRL and AFL Grand Final the same weekend? I looked it up. Collingwood don't even have a team in the NRL. So not only did they not make the final, they failed to complete the registration process. So that's embarrassing. That's another advantage to Brisbane. And the more I'm, I'm seeing this information, the more I'm looking to load up on the Brisbane Lions. And... Here's the thing. I will say, I've said it before, I do like Brisbane as a city. I ride for the Valley. My ashes are going to be scattered at Rick's and I've got a lot of time for that city. Whereas Melbourne, 
I love Melbourne, but at the same time, if someone's trashing it, I can also dip my toe in the water of that. So, anyway, what's coming up next? What have I got here? Lockie Neal just won the Brownlow medal. How do we feel about that? I'll tell you how we feel about it. We're fucking outraged. This is egregious. This is one of the greatest, not scams, but controversies, I want to say, in Brownlow history. This guy is undeserving, and the whole voting process was an absolute disgrace. I think we would all agree with that assessment. Apparently, Nick Dykos from Collingwood was robbed. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come. Hopefully, Nick Dykos will just be one of many Collingwood players who will be robbed on Saturday. Okay? Now, this is interesting. So Mason Cox, the very tall guy who whips around in those Oakley Sunnies, I've been told they are actually transitions and he is legally blind. I don't know if anyone's across this. How this bloke hasn't been on 60 minutes already is beyond me. Legally blind and apparently many of his teammates while running past him will whistle. So, and he can do that sort of blind guy, you know, like Toph from Avatar The Last Airbender, how she can't see, but, you know, if you drop a rock near her, she can get the vibrations. That's how it kind of is with Mason Cox whipping around the footy field. A lot of whistling. Uh, I'm not sure if there's not a whistle in the ball. I think that's just blind AFL. But yeah, a lot of whistling, a lot of Mason right, Mason left. And, uh, and he's legally blind, but because he's so tall, it doesn't often get in the way of him winning the ball up top. So that's very exciting. And I, I wish Mason Cox the best, despite the fact he is a Collingwood player. I think we can all agree that he is an inspiration, regardless of how much we hate Collingwood and, and we hate them, okay? It keeps me up at night how much I hate these cunts. And it keeps me up at night even further to think of the first 28 years of my life, I've been walking around this town whistling, okay, enjoying the weather, talking to friends, calling my family, catching up, you know, living in some sort of a fairy tale la-la land where there isn't this pack of absolute rabid cunts down in Melbourne who we should be focusing on hating 23 hours a day. So I'm glad to finally be on board. And I've got here Jack Danaher, deny her. Jack Danaher will kick a bag for Brisbane and Jack Ginevan will have a bag if Collingwood win. So, I mean, I think that's all you need to know about both teams. This, this message sent in here. One player from Brisbane is focused on kicking goals and kicking lots of them, helping his team to victory. Whereas this Jack Ginevan from Collingwood, he appears to be entirely focused on doing shitloads of cocaine after the game. Not to mention this bloke's so soft, it, it appears he's only going to get the bags in if they in fact win. Okay, I don't know how you like your friends to behave, but I don't like my friends just getting bags in when it suits them. You know, their birthday, their, their promotion. What happens? What, we're just not going to have bags unless, unless everything's living la vida loca to your particular liking? This Jack Ginevan guy, I wouldn't trust with a 10-foot pole, I'll tell you. Next up, this was sent in. It is six points for a goal, okay? And the team with the most points wins. So this isn't like a golf-type scenario. You actually want to get a lot of points in the AFL. That's, I mean, that one seems pretty easy. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why I wrote that down as one of the key points sent in. But what about this? Collingwood have also lost more grand finals than any other team. 
shock. What does that tell us? They choke in the big moments, okay? Jack Ginovan is panicking from all the cocaine he's allegedly done. And these absolute rats go to water when the going gets tough. So up next, this is a filthy, filthy rumor. I'm not sure if I'm like defaming these blokes by even saying this. But apparently the Dicos brothers share a girlfriend. And multiple people sent that in. So the Dicos brothers share a girlfriend. Now, I know Melbourne's a progressive town, but... And I've met Thrupples before, but this seems to be a little bit... A bit on the nose. Okay, guys? I don't know if that's controversial to say. I have a brother, and I love him a lot. He's a great bloke, but we would never behave in this sort of, in this sort of manner. What does this even look like at Christmas with the Dicos brothers, you know? Does the dad have a go as well? I'm not sure, okay? But this is really startling. And the fact these blokes are just milling around as role models in our society. I mean, are they all sharing a bed? I'm not sure. I don't want to get into that too much than I already have because it appears to be quite a filthy, filthy thing these boys are up to. So whatever, dude. I'm not sure which team they play for. Sharing a, sharing a girlfriend is giving me massive Collingwood vibes though. Massive. So, anyway, a positive, if we could get past the Dicos brothers and their, their filthy, filthy habits, mid-arvo start for the AFL Grand Final, which I love. I hate that the NRL Grand Final starts at like 8.30 on a Sunday. I know it's a freaking public holiday the next day, but, mate, my dad's 62. He doesn't want to stay up till 8.30 to watch the NRL. He's ready to fucking go at 4 p.m., you know? So I love that. Uh, I love all just nothing. I don't think there's an event on the planet that could kick off at 4 p.m. and you'd be having a go at it one way or another. It's unbelievable, dude. Okay, so I love that. I absolutely love that. And then final thing here, uh, Dan Andrews resigned this week, as we all know. And Dan Andrews, uh, this is inside oil. He resigned as he didn't want to have to clean up the mess if Collingwood win. Apparently, The Last of Us, the television show, is based on what happened last time the Pies got up in a GF. So, that's all you need to know about the AFL Grand Final. Heroes on one side, villains on the other. And i got to say, thanks to everyone who sent in those fantastic bits of information. I feel very clued into what's happening now. I have a clear agenda. I'm pro-Brisbane, okay? I'm pro-Brisbane. And I was actually in Brisbane last year for the AFL Grand Final. Uh, I think Sydney played someone and it was like 40 nil before I even got to the pub. So hopefully um, it's a much more competitive game this year. But anyway, dude, what's been going on? What's been bloody going on? I'm an AFL journalist. I miss my ex-girlfriend and it's all happening. Okay. But what about this? Some stories from the week that was. Obviously, the yarns from the Central America trip have been and gone. Hope you enjoyed them. I definitely enjoyed them because it just meant I didn't have to really think about as much for the podcast each, each week. So that was good on my end. But now the holiday after the holiday is over and it's time to get back to work. So some yarns from the week that was, I went on a date last week. What can I say? Uh, I've got three confirmed routes and I'm probably one of the cooler guys you'll ever meet. That is unless you have friends that have more than three confirmed routes, then then they're definitely much cooler than me. But I went on this date, dude. What about this? 
went on this date and this girl goes, what are your hobbies? And I honestly was like, fuck, what are my hobbies? Because I, I said stand-up comedy, but then she was like, that's your job. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, going to the pub. And she was like, yeah, do you do anything else? And I go, well, I used to play heaps of cricket and soccer, but I don't really do that anymore. She goes, what do you do now? And I go, I'm honestly starting to sweat, dude. I'm thinking, what the hell? Is going to the pub my only hobby? This is embarrassing. I love going for walks. But again, dude, I'm starting to look like a Tinder profile at this point. You know, what are your hobbies? I love going for walks. (laughs) Like I sound like a dog. I love going for walks, seeing my friends and family. You know what I mean? I'm starting to look like a fucking weirdo on paper. So I thought, Jesus, I've got to come up with a hobby real quick. And I thought, I panicked and I said, I love gambling on the UFC. I love betting on fights. And I do love it, okay? And it is kind of a hobby because, you know, you sort of listen to the UFC podcast and you, and then you see who the more attractive fighter is. You know, you go through the stats and it's a great, I, I enjoy it. And she looked at me like, like it wasn't the chillest, you know, because she was like, what are your hobbies? And I was like going to the pub and gambling. It's like, is domestic violence another one of your hobbies? Like, I don't know, Do you is, is racism something you also enjoy? Like, I just look like a freaking a weirdo on paper, dude. And I was thinking, dear God. And the aesthetics of saying betting is one of your hobbies, like the look on this woman's face was, she thought I was like maybe a degenerate or something, but- you know, you can't really tell gambling's a hobby of yours, I found out, because people think maybe you're destroying your life or potentially are about to do that. And the thing with, with betting, I'm finding, is that, because I bet like, you know, 50 bucks a week on the UFC, maybe maybe a bit more for pay-per-views or whatever. There's not even UFC on this week. So no harm, no foul. You know, I like to casually, I like to casually bet, but people think gambling's about winning or losing, which... I, I tried to explain to this woman and look, sh- shock horror, there wasn't another date. So potentially this is where things went downhill. But I was saying it's not really because she was saying, do you ever win? And I was like, no. And she was saying, well, what's the point? And I was saying, well, it's not really about winning or losing. It's about just fucking feeling something, you know? That's what it's about. You're watching like, the prelims of some stupid UFC or maybe you're at the pub with your friends watching Collingwood versus who gives a fuck? What if I told you for $10, you could really just get some adrenaline going, justify your existence right now, brother. Peek behind the curtain of this great universe and see what it's all about for 45 minutes. That's the point of gambling. People who think gambling is about winning money, that's where it goes wrong. If you're actually trying to win money that you need for your rent or food or whatever, that's when things go south. And I tried to explain this to this woman and she just sort of got more horrified as I explained that I I get my a large serving of my dopamine from the week from this activity. So yeah, didn't go that well. Okay, didn't go that well. There wasn't a second date. I guess this is a bit of a strikeout city, but you know, I just feel like maybe the cult like the culture around betting in this country is really 
to blame for for my date going poorly. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I'm off the deep end with this one, team. What the fuck am I talking about right now? What am I legitimately talking about? But it's just basically, yeah, I told this chick I'm heaps into betting and she thinks I'm like a gambling addict. That's kind of the vibe on this, okay? Yeah. I don't want to get too house on the hill with what I'm talking about right now. But, you know, gambling, you know, these poor gambling addicts, dude, like people think gambling is like this terrible habit, which I guess it is. But also in this country, how could you blame anyone with the amount of ads just getting... Like I got mates who have had problems with gambling in the past and it's a tough thing to kick because... You know, you, you throw on the footy to try and distract yourself and you got this guy who pops up and goes, mate, here are the best betting deals. Here are some bonus bets, some two-for-one bets. Here's some here's some some free bets. Like, get this India. Look at all this value. We're pumping up the odds. Mate, if you actually did have a gambling problem, Australia would not be the place to have it. In America, we couldn't even find a place to bet on anything. Like, Gambling's only legal in like seven states or something. It was so bizarre. You know, cigarettes, people are addicted to cigarettes in Australia. Like, Jesus Christ. My parents quit smoking because like, they were like, this is just a ridiculous habit to have with with how expensive it's getting. Like, cigarettes are now like a million dollars. They got like a decrepit sick man on the front. The bloke on the front of the cigarette packets is pretty much as close to dead as you could get right now. I swear I saw a cigarette pack the other day. The bloke on the front was headless. He was a headless man. That's how dead he was. That's where we're up to with cigarettes. They say one puff, you will you will lose your head, brother, okay? Two puffs, you might lose your arms and your legs as well. We might be down to a torso this time next year on the cigarette packets. So I feel sorry for gambling addicts in this country. For whatever reason, this particular vice doesn't grab me. You know, I'm able to just... I'm sort of the equivalent of having two beers and just going, that's enough for me. That's me with gambling. And as I continued to try to explain this to this woman, I really just saw the light in her eyes fade, you know, and there wasn't a second date, which was unfortunate. But but yeah, that's really all I got up to this week, to be honest, guys. And yeah, you know, what can you do? I'm trying to date more. That's the thing, you know, you got to get out there. You got to get in the mix. Since I've come back from my holiday, trying to tee up a few dates, a few coffees, that sort of a thing. And I'm just here to report to the team that when a woman or a man asks you what your your hobby is, do not do not tell them gambling on cage fights. Because unless your bird has a neck tattoo, she's probably not going to be into it, okay? But anyway, what else is going on? I don't want to drag too much on that strikeout story. Oh, so what about this? Okay, so... The other thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to read more. I'm trying to go on a few dates. I'm trying to read the odd book. And that's pretty much it. Maybe be nicer to myself. These are sort of the things I've pegged since I got back from my holiday. And so I read, I was halfway through Wayne Bennett's book when I returned from my holiday. I can't remember what it was called. It was called like The Song Inside of You or something. And it's one of his older books. He's got a few. Wayne Bennett's the greatest NRL coach of all time. Just an absolute mensch of a man doesn't smoke doesn't drink doesn't gamble you know his book's all about what makes a great team what makes a great man integrity honesty all this stuff dude and i spent the the last month knocking over the rest of that book it's quite an easy read it's literally all about his time at the broncos and every chapter is just a different season so even 
even the, the biggest idiot like myself could climb into this. And it's a great read. They win like a premiership every second season. It's unbelievable. And then I read an article just last week saying uh, that Wayne Bennett's daughter has started speaking to him again. And Wayne Bennett's daughter is married to Brisbane Broncos legend Ben Iken. Okay, which I found out in the article. And I thought, Wayne Bennett's daughter started speaking to him again. What the bloody hell is this about? He's one of the greatest fathers of all time. He said in his book that they would often go to dinner, him and his two daughters, and they would just sit there in silence for an hour. And it was beautiful because his daughters know that he doesn't really like to speak. And he's a very quietly spoken man. And they would just enjoy each other's company. And then his daughter, he felt like his daughter was just the female version of him. When he calls his daughter, he said he feels like he's speaking to himself. And so I said, what's all this about? And so I read this article. It turns out Wayne totally had an affair in 2014 and walked out on his wife and family after 42 years. The book I read was from like 2007. So I've, I've learned all about integrity and honesty from this man. Unbeknownst to me, he's walked out on the fam almost a decade ago for a woman 22 years his junior. My God, dude, I thought this guy was some sort of a moral compass, a man who, you know, different vices could not touch. But it turns out he's got that dog in him, dude. Even Wayne, you know, the, 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 devil, the devil gets into this bloke's ear as much as anyone's. So it turns out the team doctor uh, or the receptionist of the team doctor was for the Newcastle Knights, 22 years his junior, Wayne went in there one day to ask a question, came out with a mistress. So now I'm thinking, what the bloody hell's going on here? I'm, I've, I've been learning from this man who is a bigger scoundrel than I am. This is crazy, dude. And then, so his daughter didn't speak to him for six years. Ben Iken, who's married to his daughter... Still doesn't speak to him from what I can tell. And apparently it's a long-running feud. Ben Iken went on an RL 360 in 2020 and like smashed Wayne Bennett and his new wife because they like went to a restaurant outside of the NRL COVID bubble or something. And then how's this? Wayne Bennett's new wife slash mistress then went on Instagram and was like, what did she say? She goes, she said something wild like, those in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Uh, something will come out soon that will blow your mind. Hashtag stay tuned. Hashtag Ben Iken. How crazy is that for your mistress to be just fucking throwing barbs like that at your daughter's husband? I mean, has this chick ever been a mistress before? Get off the gram, babe. What are you doing stirring the pot like this? This is crazy, dude. So, I don't know what goes on. Uh, and then... I read in this article, so I went on this whole Wayne Bennett spiral, the Wayne Bennett, Ben Iken feud, and apparently there was an article that said Ben Iken and Wayne Bennett have made up and now they're back together. And Dale Cage, his mistress, posted uh, the article with the caption, I spoke to Wayne about this and he still doesn't like Ben with laughing emojis. Dude, if I'm Wayne Bennett, I'm having a stern word to my mistress saying, Hey, all right, look, I've left my wife and kids 42 years, you know, two of the two of the children are, you know, very disabled, which is neither here nor there, but obviously it's a bit more stress on the wife having to now do that by herself. 
you know, you're 22 years younger, you're hot as shit, babe, you're still about 53, but I'm 83, so the maths works out, can you stop antagonizing my family on, on Instagram? Do you know what I mean? At the very least, I think that's that's not too much to ask. So, I don't know. It turns out Wayne Bennett has that dog in him. It turns out I've spent the last month learning moral teachings from a man who has an insatiable desire for puss, whether it's his wife's or otherwise. And and yeah, I'm, I'm sort of a bit lost, team. That's where I'm at with this. I'm a bit lost, okay? Don't really have a freaking way to to put a bow on that one either, but I, I wish the Bennett family the best and I hope um, the healing process can continue. Okay. <laughs> this episode is weird, dude. I don't know what's going on. But what about this? What about this? Um, next up, pretty footy-oriented this week. I don't know why, but this is just what's out there. So, Valentine Holmes has been fined Upwards of $100,000. Now, Valentine Holmes, if you're from the Melbourne area, plays for the Cowboys, I want to say, in the NRL. Now, like any NRL player, loves cocaine, okay? And I've I've fought quite passionately in the past uh, for the boys to be able to use cocaine in their private time without the whole world coming down around them, okay? NRL player loves cocaine on the weekends, I don't think any time we catch whiff of this, we need to do a whole back page spread attacking this man. And most of the time, they are like 19 as well. And also, you know, sometimes, a lot of the time, people are sort of filming them, this sort of stuff. You know, I I, I try to get on the player's side as much as possible. And so, I see that my boy Valentine, Val, has been caught with a big bag of the good stuff. And I would say my first instinct was, hey... It's his weekend too. Then I'll read the article. It says, (laughs) this is fucking unreal, dude. He posted a photo of himself with a bag of cocaine in his mouth to his Instagram account. Like, (laughs) oh my God. This one's pretty indefensible. I mean, it's so easy to not do that. This is another case of a bloke where all he had to do was nothing and he couldn't handle that. Like he was doing cocaine in the privacy of his own home. And it, I should say that it said in the article it, there was a bag of white powder. We don't know what it was. And to say it was cocaine is actually quite reckless. We don't know what it was, but at the same time, we definitely do. And honestly, if you have a bag of white powder and it's not coke, I mean, ketamine's kind of a bit more yellowy blue, so... It could be ketamine. So let's hey, let's give Valentine Valentine Holmes some credit here. It could have been ketamine. Okay, so before you all jump down his throat saying Valentine Holmes is doing coke on the weekends, he could just be chilling out with a bag of K. So leave the man alone. And this is hilarious, dude. Really, Val, I can't help you if you're going to post a photo to Instagram with a bag of cocaine. <laughs> Dude, how fucked up do you be? Do you have to be now? It's obviously a Snapchat or a text gone gone wrong. But how fucked up do you have to be? Go on Instagram. Like, <laughs> this is crazy, dude. And I think we've all got out our phone to check a text and then five minutes later, you wake up on Instagram scrolling away watching some guy make Korean beef noodles or some shit. But to make a full post 
is pretty indefensible. And I can't help the big fella here. A hundred grand seems crazy. That seems absolutely insane to find a guy a hundred grand. I don't like, come on, 10 grand. I feel like he's learned his lesson. They're not multi, multi millionaires. I'm not sure. But anyway, dude, so yeah, he's posted on Instagram and this is an absolute shocker. I don't know. I don't really go in on this thing that I saw a lot of people saying he's a terrible role model and that, which I will go in on that. I mean, to post it to Instagram is completely indefensible and all you can do is put your hand up there, which I'm sure he's done. But really, 10-year-olds aren't going to start doing cocaine because Valentine Holmes was doing it. And 16-year-olds can't afford cocaine. And then you got 18-year-olds who were going to do it anyway. So who's really been affected by this? It's not the youth, I wouldn't say. I'd say the only person really being affected uh, is Valentine Holmes' bank account. $100,000. Uh, how many bags could the great man have bought with that? Probably too many. Okay, so pretty reckless from the great man. And the real question here is, did El Diablo himself, Stewie McGill, supply it? Because like they say on 22 Jump Street, infiltrate the dealer, find the supplier. Or find the dealer, infiltrate the supplier. But I think honestly, if you follow this Valentine Holmes bag all the way from Cairns down the east coast of Australia, I think I think all, all roads point to Stewie McGill, El Diablo himself, just running the east coast as per. So I think we know who's behind it. And... If Valentine's Holmes is going to go down for this, I think Stewie McGill maybe team up a second life sentence because that guy no doubt has his fingerprints all over this situation. Okay, couple of things to finish here. Then we got second half with our darling boy, Rowan Arneal. So it came out that Israel Adesanya got picked up for drink driving in New Zealand. This is quite scandal heavy, this episode, for whatever reason. But yeah, he got picked up for drink driving in New Zealand and the optics of this are pretty poor. He just lost the belt to Sean Strickland when he was paying $1.07. I lost my house on it, even though I said gambling is not a problem for me before. But yeah, really not good for Izzy. It wasn't high level or anything, but still, uh, the optics on this are poor. You know, originally when I saw this, I'm picturing him just like, driving his Ferrari around, smashed, listening to like Love the Way You Lie by Eminem, just bawling his eyes out. That's what I thought. But it turned out the drink driving incident was actually from August 19, which makes me think, mate, what the bloody hell? That was like three weeks before the fight with Sean Strickland. What are you doing, Izzy? You're out having a few fucking margaritas three weeks out from the fight while many a white guy up and down the east coast of Australia is taking out his superannuation to put on you on the nose. This is unbelievable, dude. How serious did he really take this fight? That's what I'm thinking. Because you can't tell me he was out having daiquiris when he was preparing for Alex Pereira. There's no way. There's no fucking way. So that's pretty unfortunate for Izzy. He's got his movie coming out, Stylebender as well. And, you know, I rock with Izzy hard. And I, I get on trains, I don't get off them, but... It does take the shine off the film massively. You know, the film's all about him like overcoming adversity and stuff. And it's like, fuck. How could you overcome all this stuff, but you couldn't beat Sean Strickland? You know, you're out fucking having margaritas three weeks before. This is killing me, Izzy. This is absolutely killing me. 
I was hoping maybe he had personal demons or uh, problems at home or something. But it turns out he's out there having having beautiful margaritas in training camp. I mean, come on, dude. I'm writing a letter to Sportsbet to have that overturned because you cannot tell me he took that seriously. You simply can't. So that was a real shame. But also, what can you bloody do? Okay? What can you bloody do? I wish I wish you could... Uh, you know what I mean? I'd love to get some insight all. If, if I found out Izzy got done for drink driving three weeks before the fight, I honestly would have thought twice about betting on him. But at the same time, I probably would have just gone, nah, fuck this dude, Strickland. Mate, Izzy could have a margarita the day of the fight and still pump this guy. I famously said the only way Strickland wins is if a light fixture from the arena hits Izzy on the head and knocks him unconscious. So... I didn't take Sean Strickland seriously, and neither did Izzy, and we both have to deal with the consequences. So anyway, just to finish up here, we have the project for this week. Um, I've been receiving just heaps of submissions for the project recently, so I think we'll just start doing multiple project things. So here we bloody go. One of them, I got to read a a message uh, that was sent in. But, uh, duh, duh, duh. all right, so the project this week, the project is the segment where we celebrate Australian talent killing it here and abroad. Uh, first off, our girl, Jess Fox, canoe slalom world champion yet again. Okay. Now, obviously this is new. This is not news to everyone. I should say Australians are passionate about their canoe slalom. Jess Fox, gold in the Olympics. She lifted this nation on her back and crawled out of COVID lockdown, bringing us out with her, okay? So she's won the world championship again. There was another guy who did well in the canoeing for Australia. Unfortunately, I can only follow one canoe slalom athlete at a time. And if I learn this bloke's name, it'll push Jess Foxes out of my cranium. So well done, Jess. Outstanding. Okay, I look forward to the next Olympics, whenever that may be. Up next, our girl, Kyra Cooney-Cross, dude. Wow. Now, I can't I can't remember if I said this on a previous episode, but Kyra Cooney-Cross to Arsenal. Did I speak about this? Because if I didn't, it's unbelievable, okay? She's done it. She joins Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford at Arsenal. So now, okay, now you've got a situation where Arsenal has Steph Catley on one side, Caitlin Ford probably playing, I don't know where she plays for Arsenal, but you can either have her on the other side or have her in behind the number nine and you got Kyra Cooney-Cross in the engine room. Dude, what's happening with that? I don't I don't follow Women's Premier League, but that's sexy. That's sexy, sexy stuff. And Kyra Cooney-Cross, dude, she's like 20. She's the next Sam Kerr. Her and Mary Fowler are going to be like on bus ads for the next generation. And I'm so here for it. And I saw this montage that Kyra Cooney Cross's last club put out. It was like in Belgium or something. And it's just her going nuts with the fans. I think they like won the League Cup. It's crazy the lives these soccer chicks live. They're like 18 playing professional football in Belgium and stuff. Just unbelievable. So well done to Cooney Cross. Love her work. And also, I saw this the other day while we're on football. 
uh, a player going the other way, but you know, older in her career. Kaya Simon signed with the Central Coast Mariners. So, dude, if you if you catch Sydney FC versus Central Coast this year in the W League or whatever the fuck it's called, you can see Kaya Simon play Courtney Vine for probably seven dollars. I don't know what a ticket goes for, but check that out, dude. Fuck me, what a what an afternoon that'd be. Take your friends, take your family. Now, up next, Jet Lawrence. Copped a few messages about this kid, whoever it is. 19 years old, and he's racing motocross in America, and he's apparently killing it. Now, I'm not across motocross in any way, shape, or form. I did, uh, for a period, wear a Krusty Demon shirt from when I was about 8 years old to 11, though I never saw the Krusty Demon show, as I thought it was potentially too dangerous. But yeah, dude, winning motocross in America, which is a very hard thing to do, I'm, I've been told, and he's only 19 years old, going up these American hicks who've probably been riding motorbikes since they were four years old, you know? So very, very impressive stuff from Jet. I mean, if your name's Jet and you don't ride a motorbike, I'm probably going to have to confiscate your name. You know what I mean? If, you, if your name's Jet and you don't compete in professional motocross... Guess what, brother? Your name's now Brett, okay? We had to confiscate your J because you weren't using it correctly. So well done to Jet. Uh, if you're into motorbikes or some shit, get into that. He's absolutely killing it. And then finally, dude, have this sent in. There's this new app that's been launched in Australia. It's called Dome, which is dedicated to revitalizing genuine connection on social media through the lens of fan communities. I love this, dude, okay? As someone who occasionally receives some negative feedback myself on social media, uh, Spotify have just introduced a new function where you can uh, respond to the episodes, apparently. They put up a thing, what did you think about this episode? I received an email from Spotify saying, people are responding to your latest episode, Bill. See what they're saying. I said, oh boy, oh boy, what are these absolute ratbags telling me? And one 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 uh, patron, just two two paragraphs of just some of the more hurtful stuff I've ever come across, just really, really attacked me and the pod, and the, really the premise of my existence. So great to see some positive change in the social media sphere. And this dome thing, dude, it's all about connecting people, but who are fans of similar things. So if you're a fan of you know footy, cricket, UFC, whatever. And there's even a dome uh, for podcasts. So there's one that's been set up for Get Around Me uh, by Bella, who sent this in. So cheers, Bella. So get on dome and you can chat to people about whatever you're into, dude. And it's it's all about just getting around stuff, not just bashing it, which, you know, that's two of the words of the three that make up this podcast. So uh, dome, D-O-M-E, it's an app. There's Instagram for it. Get around it. The Instagram is called Home of Dome. And this sounds like a cool idea. So why not, dude? Get the fuck around it. That is the project for this week. That is the podcast for this week. We got me and Rowan Arneal. Grip it and rip it in the second half. A lot of fun there. And that's it, dude. Yeah, nothing to plug. Working on next year's show. Hope to see you there. Whatever. It's fucking ages away. Who cares? And yeah. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, is there something I should be signing off with? 
You know, is there something of significance happening this week? And yeah, dude, I'll say this. Go the Brisbane Lions and death to Collingwood, okay? Fuck yeah, dude. Welcome back to yet another second half of Get Around Me, here with our darling boy, Rowan Arneal, who has been clipped up by the police yet again. <laughs> the range has actually got me hard. Mate, I, I don't want to start negative. <laughs> 500 sheets today. You're dropping. <laughs> I got paid 800 bucks and just immediately spent $500 on fines. Easy. They were going to take my license away tomorrow. Really? Oh, what's the date? Oh, today. They're going to take it away. <laughs> so, do you have a license as of this moment? <clears throat> as soon as you pay the fines, you have a license. But I guess this morning when I went to the beach, I technically didn't have a license, true. Dude, that's renegade as fuck. Well, they text you when it gets close. Um, oh, really? And they go, you are going to lose your license if you don't pay your fine. And so, you, fuck, you fucking dogs. Let's build in some context here, mate, because I am in the dark as much as anyone on this. I usually like to keep up with your various felonies and fines. And like me, mate, with you, it does seem to, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> it fucking pours, mate. Well, one of the fines I didn't know about. So what happened? You got a parking fine from April. You never paid. And now you don't. And what's that? Six months. It's yeah. about six months. Yeah. So if you don't pay a parking fine for six months, you can lose your license. Yeah, if, yeah, you can, I guess. Is, um, are people aware of this out there on the street? I lost it last year, did the same thing. You're kidding. <laughs> no, I have to pay them like 700 bucks and got my license back. Oh. Um, Dude, parking fines deserve more respect. Mate, they need to, in America, the parking fines are like 30 bucks. It's like, who gives a fuck? I, one of mine was 250 And also, two of them, Saturday, Sunday, a weekend, I just parked on the other side, like on the other side of our block and it looks totally normal and it just doesn't have the um, permits accepted, exempted from things. Yeah. Which they all, I wasn't looking at the fine print. It was a weekend. It's, What's the point of the permit if some places aren't accepting them? Oh, fucking, it's so close to my house. I got the two fines and was like, where's this? And I looked it up and I'm like, Oh, it's around the corner. Come on. <laughs> Give me a fucking break, dogs. Northcott Terrace. Does this mean nothing to you? Nothing. And then also I got a... Fuck. I got a... Like a notification that there was like a $52 PayPal um, charge. And I was like, what's this? What is going on here? And then I looked up my Apple subscriptions. And last year I forgot to get off the free trial period of this finance managing app. This finance managing app? <laughs> Toshel. Toshel? Hey, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and then I was like, well, I've already paid for it, so I'll just keep it there for now. Um, and then today was when it renewed as I have another year of Toshel. <laughs> I'm yet to really get into what the app does or open it or anything. So I've cancelled it now, but I do have a year. Um, that I still can use it. So, wow. I mean, highs and lows. <laughs> on one hand, yeah. you're 500 sheets down for the parking fines. On the other hand, you're a Toshel man. I'm a Toshel man. I'm going to manage my way out of this little predicament. You have the tool required. Exactly. For, to to create path the, you know, the path forward. It's with Toshel, mate. 
Mate. God closes a door and he opens a window. <laughs> Thank God for the extra $52. That'll make me my 500 bucks back for sure. Yeah. And where do you think this ranks? Do you think the Toshal incident is worse than the famous Channel 10 incident? Oh, the Channel 10 inc- incident was pretty bad. But this is bad. But I've done... This is a recurring but thing. But when you were paying for Channel 10, I think that's actually way worse because I did... I. I don't think you can pay for Channel 10. Oh, you fucking can, mate. Like, I'd, like, Toshal is a paid service that everyone knows and loves. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Toshal Finance. Mate, are you kidding? I would also, love to use Toshal if I could afford it. My sister recommended it and was like, by the way, you don't need to pay for it. There's like a way you can... And I just like got confused in a truck and was like, oh, I guess I'll just fucking pay for it. Who gives a shit? Um, I'll do the free trial and then I'll cancel, but then I didn't do that. Um, the Channel 10 one was pretty bad. The Angel Wine one was pretty bad. There's been a few bad ones. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some of my bad ones. I mean, recently I just got Paramount Plus just to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> well, that was a brutal one as well because you were going through it on another thing then it got bought by someone else. Well, that was the thing. I got Netflix just to watch it and then it went from Netflix to <laughs> Paramount Plus. And Marky can't keep up because he went on Netflix the other day. He goes, Billy, I thought we had Netflix. I go, I got rid of the Netflix, mate. We're on Paramount Plus now. <laughs> so, you, I was I'm se- moving through these apps, dude. I was seven minutes into Shane Gillis' special, then we lost Netflix. And I was like, fuck, I was going to watch that. Dude, I, well, because that's the thing. You get the month after you cancel. I sat down to watch Michelle Wolf's special the other day, and I was ravenous. I'd been yeah. saving it. Yeah. And then we don't have Netflix anymore. Fuck. And here's the thing. I could get Netflix again. Currently, I've got Binge and Disney Plus. Mm. And at one point, I had Binge, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus, and Netflix. Oh, my God. And I don't know who you're talking to. (laughs) Is this diary of a CEO? What's happening? (laughs) So, I had to, you know, I had to look in the mirror. And um, so, Paramount Plus and Netflix are gone. I got Netflix just for the Conor McGregor doco. (laughs) And it wasn't really that good. It wasn't really that good. (laughs) It turned out he had really nothing to do with the production. Even he wasn't happy with it. The notorious one himself. Yeah, also, it was, a, it was pretty puff piecey. The Conor McGregor doco. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched enough of it with you. Oh, my God. How have we not discussed this? The stallion enters the ring. It was very... um, And then him on a boat. He, once once a part of that documentary, when it just went to all of the shots were on a boat, I was like, okay. Whatever redeeming qualities this man had, I think they might be in the past. Sometimes he's on a boat, brother. Wrap your head around it. A lot of the time he's on a boat. I no. liked the training documentary the living at home very cool very cool i like the conor mcgregor doco just because it's just conor mcgregor like if they just had like a youtube series where just every day they gave you like a 10 minute snapshot of his life i would watch it like his his unedited life is just fucking interesting Mm. you know what i mean well it seemed like a drunk irish bloke on a boat quite a lot yeah, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> but, Fascinating stuff. But also, like you said, it was a bit puff piecey. Like during that time, he um, he had, like three sexual assault allegations, like all yeah. sorts of stuff. A, a lot, a lot of stuff that, unfortunately, due to the you know the nature of the doco, it's a finite amount of time. Unfortunately, was not able to make the edit. It wasn't, a, but I thought, <laughs> I thought it was weird because he didn't like it. It's like, well, I think there are some people that could have done some pretty bad documentaries on you Connor. Yeah. they didn't mention the smashing an old man yeah they skipped past a lot of that stuff and the thing was uh it's like i just love the idea of the editor just being there in the room going like all right two buttons in front of me 
drunk on a boat again <laughs> or sexual assault. <laughs> and it's like, these are two very different documentaries. <laughs> I reckon a perfect scene would be him finding out about the, the allegations while on his boat. I'd well, watch that. Well, you know they've got the footage. <coughs> They'd get, have tons of the footage. Yeah. Also, the funniest thing about the doco was that uh, the, it's four episodes and each episode is a different fight. And he gets mauled in three of them. <laughs> so, yeah. Like the first, also like the first fight against Khabib is like he's just he's being racist, he's being yeah. sex, like he's saying horrific things. He's completely out of control, and then he gets mauled in the fight. That's episode one. Yeah. So like, if if this was the Billy Darcy doco, you'd be thinking, "Fuck it out!" Like this is just episode one, and then and then like yeah, like then episode two, he like he. Beats the fuck out of Cowboy Cerrone, mm. who's like completely washed. And then uh, this is the funniest thing. Episodes three and four are both him getting pummeled by Dustin Poirier. <laughs> episode three is him getting pummeled by Dustin Poirier. And then episode four is all about him rematching Dustin Poirier. He gets pummeled and also snaps his leg in half. Oh, yeah, at, true. And the documentary series just ends with him at a bed with like his leg in a cast being like, I'll be back, baby. (laughs) Which I actually thought was kind of upbeat. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I I wasn't like, he's going to be back. I was like, fuck. I I watched that and thought, he's going to be back for sure. Is he going to win? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, that is what's going to happen. But he'll be back. And I loved it because he's just there. He's like a billionaire eating yogurt with his legs snapped in half, just going like, oh, nine months, max. (laughs) And I'm back in there. (laughs) I just love that energy of going, fuck off, dude. I'm still Conor McGregor. Yeah. You know, leg literally snapped in half. And the fight was almost finished before he snapped his leg. It was the worst of both worlds where he got beaten up, then broke his yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, it is brutal. If it happens early, it's like, well, that's got nothing to if, do with me. If you break the leg early, it's like, <laughs> you can say to the other guy, you lucky son of a bitch. Because mm. I was about to go nuts, dude. Like that fight we watched yesterday. Yeah, that Head was in his tough. hands. See, that? that's the sort of one that's really annoying. Well- it's come up organically, but you should know that me and Rowan were absolutely rolling yesterday. <laughs> we were looking at properties on the South Coast. Um, Rowan actually made some money because I sent him two five-leg multis for the UFC. And then you were drunk and accidentally put a bet on each of the singles as well. I staked all the singles, mate. I know how to play with my money. Can you tell that this was before he found out about the $500 worth of parking fines? <laughs> I did know about the parking fines, mate, but I'm a stoic. I keep that to myself. Oh, mate. Well, I, I applaud you. That was just something I put off till Monday. Sidebar, I think we could bring back keeping your emotions down a little bit. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, stiff up a lip. Not, not at all times. But there's times there's also, times to let them out. I just wasn't thinking about it. There's times to let them out, and Billy Darcy's weekend isn't one of them. No, no and, one's weekend. And we had a fantastic weekend. I had no idea you were facing extreme personal hardship. <laughs> well, it wasn't affecting me either. I don't give a fuck about money, dude. I love it. <laughs> but basically, we had four out of five legs. We're killing it. Okay, mm. uh, we're looking at properties on the south coast. There's even talks of ordering some entrees with our Uber Eats that night. I was going to go down to Woolworths and make a special selection for everyone in the house. I was going to come home and go, this is a gluten-free ice cream sandwich for you, Imogen. This is a beautiful set of marbles for you, Marcus. You can play with them. I was going to just buy gifts for the house. (laughs) What were you going to get me? I don't know. I hadn't quite thought. Maybe, hmm, what could I have gotten you? Some white chocolate bites, maybe? 
I like white chocolate. Mm. Also, I appear to be the only person in this house who does. Um, if there's nothing else, obviously, I'm a glutton. I'll go for it. Um, but yeah, no one does as much as you. Okay. He's a Milky Bar kid. I'm a Milky Bar kid and I'm bloody adorable. And <laughs> and I'm probably one of the most likable comedians on the Eastern Seaboard. So, <laughs> you know, deal with that in your own time. But, but anyway, so me and Rowan are four out of five legs and we're fucking good to go. Raphael Fazeev, we got him outright. First round, he let he let off a fucking combination that I didn't even know. Rowan was like, holy fuck. I stood up. You look like you had seen the ghost that no doubt lives in our room. I had no idea that people could move that fast so quickly. Yeah, and he's from like Tajikistan or Kyrgyzstan or- I believe Kazakhstan. Is Kazakhstan, was it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. One of the real ones. I was going to say one of the stands you've never heard of. Mm. But Kazakhstan, dude, that's on the map. But yeah, so there's something about a guy- with like a like from a one of the lesser known stands. Oh my god! Just walking into a cage fight. Any man with a headdress on is terrifying. Wearing those woolen hats. The big woolen hat. Yeah. Long woolen hat. Oh my god! Ter- so shredded as well. So shredded, and then they start the second round. His knee explodes, and that's the end of that. I know. So easy come, easy go. You still want a fair bit on the singles? Yeah. Well, I won back most of my money. Nice. Um. But yeah, we were going to, who knows what we could have done with the money. Instead, we were forced to binge drink with our own money, not our winnings. Well, that's the thing. It's, 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 a, it's a big swing when you lose betting because then you have to engage in behavior to remedy how you feel from the betting. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Ari, the Aporto pizza incident last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually good. I came out on Monday. I go, oh, Rowan, mate, can I talk to you about something? I go... I go, mate, honestly, like... <laughs> you came to the right place, mate. <laughs> but I did go to the right place. I go, honestly, mate, I reckon me knocking over a porto in the same sitting as a pizza is probably one of the most disgraceful things I've ever done. <laughs> and I think you were smoking a cigarette, maybe, and you just look at me and you go, oh, mate, nothing wrong with the old bang, bang every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> he starts shooting off finger guns. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm going like, yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> Billy... You hadn't eaten all day. I hadn't. You'd gone for two swims and you drank six pints. That's completely fair game to have a bang bang. I was making up for lost time. But here's the thing, dude. That's a window into my world. Yeah. I I, I was negative. Yeah, negative energy. I was being mate. negative, mate. Mate, someone else could have gotten paid these fines today and they could have been genuinely, genuinely sad about it. You know what I thought? I thought, this is fucking hilarious. Who gives a fuck? If someone's going to take the bullet for this community, <laughs> let it be rolling. Noted. I will remember to check if permit holders are accepted. You don't lose. What do you do? You learn. You learn. Man, in Vietnam, my friend, we'd always get far and then look at each other and be like, bang, 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 bang. Oh, L- really? Little barn me, mate. Little barn me. <laughs> Dude, foe into barn me. Foe into barn me. So good. Dude, that's fucking, that's unreal. That's how you live. That's how you live. But, mate, speaking of parking ranges, the ones around in our neighborhood particularly, I will say they're nothing to fuck with. I literally just walked one, walked past one, the Sarvo. You know those parking ranges where they're just dressed to the gills? And it's like, you obviously didn't make it through the cop academy. Mate, they're all wearing the big cowboy hat. Yeah. And also, they've got like the full police boots, like halfway yeah. up the calf boots. And you just know they've got like their freaking notepad on their belt, but you just know they want to be strapped, dude. I am. Um- I looked at the photos of my car. Oh, yeah. When you're paying them, you can just do it for fun. Oh, yeah. From the way they've taken these photos, you can just tell they're moving at such a speed. It's like, 
Half the photos are blurry. They don't give a fuck. They've just clipped me up. Quick little drive-by. On to the next one. 100%, dude. Yeah, the, the parking rangers, they're pretty busy around here. They're actually working. Yeah, yeah, they're on it. Yeah, they must have crazy quotas to hit, do you think? Um, I don't know. I think some of them love the game. And then some of them... Because I was talking to one on the street and she was like, oh, I wouldn't get this person for that. But other people would, you know, like I, I was getting the rundown. Do you reckon it's one of those things when it comes up at a party? Like, let's say they go to a dinner party. It's like eight different couples, right? You're 35. It's four different couples, including you and your wife. And you're sort of trying to create a friendship group going, maybe it's all like your kids, friends, parents or whatever. And everyone's whipping around the table going, what do you do? Which, by the way, I hate how much we fucking talk about what we do. I know. It's so boring. That, like, on holiday, I hate it when um, blokes at hostels would ask, what, what do you do? And it's like, mate, we're in fucking Costa Rica right now. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's Also, it's always Americans. Like, what do you yeah. do, man? Like, turn it into a freaking LinkedIn meetup or some shit. But it's just like a boring question. Because mm. then, then you get the same answer. They give you the same answer they've given everyone else who's ever asked them that question. Mm. I also need to explain, like, I have to have then sentences to be like, stonemason, yeah, work with this stone, like this, it's walling, like, because no one knows also. Yeah, it's brutal. Mainly sandstone, mate. It's horrendous. But uh, what was I saying? What do you do? Oh, yeah. Do you reckon parking ranges? Do you reckon they, like, say fake jobs at dinner parties? Yeah, maybe work for the council. Nice. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I should start saying that for my car park job. Because <laughs> that, that one's brutal. Here's the thing is, I feel the same embarrassment that parking rangers probably feel about their role. But here's the thing is, the only person being hurt by my role is me. Mm. Okay? Spiritually, and mentally, financially. Let's not forget your father and your mother. Yes. Obviously, they've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on my education. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, whipping, I'm whipping on that freaking high-vis polo, baby. But I do want them to know that he's working in one of the best car parks in the state, probably. I mean, if you're going to do something, do it well. Exactly. That's what I've always said. Um, but yeah, I reckon parking rangers. Is there a worse job? Because cause it's not like, it's not an embarrassing job. It's not embarrassing to walk around and write stuff down. But it's just that you're hated. Mm. Like, yeah, well, if, if I met a guy who was a parking ranger, especially a young guy, like if I met like a young, fully fledged bloke or woman who's a parking ranger, I feel like it's almost like you've chosen you, that path. You've got to give a few things a go. Like, I know a parking ranger, but he's got no super and he's 56. Just fucking become a ranger real quick. Yeah. Also, I, if I see, like, people over, like, 55, no harm, no foul. Yeah, no harm, no foul. Because that's when, you know, who gives a fuck? You you don't know anything to this world, dude. Everyone needs some super. Yeah. And also, you know, you've got to put some food on the table. But it must be brutal when people are like, what do you do? And you're going to be like... <sighs> like, dude, $500 on parking fines. It's a brutal one, yeah. This city needs to chill out sometimes. It does need to chill out sometimes. They're on top of us here in the city. I'm getting claustrophobic in Surrey Hills, dude. The only way to get ahead, mate, step on other people's throats in this city. Well, that that's the thing, mate. It's a fucking rat race. We all know it. Hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. And if it's not you, it's me. Do you know what I mean? Like, And that's, that's the attitude that will get you ahead in life, is that there's only one opportunity. And if you can't have it, <laughs> everyone else is to blame. Everyone. Yeah. Dude, uh, have you got, <laughs> speaking of like opportunities and stuff, like this is a great thing about the internet, mate, is now that all that's horse shit mm. and your failure is very much your own. Yeah. 
Um, Bit dude, frustrating. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Keeps me up most nights. But, dude, uh, have you seen Richard Lindsay, the flute guy? He's massive now. Really? Dude, fucking huge. He has like 40,000 YouTube subscribers. Oh, what? What's he doing on Instagram? Flute stuff. And it's just and going rec- off. And, and he's doing the reco- recorder stuff. Is he doing any of the double recorder stuff? Oh, maybe. I didn't watch all the videos, but that was his that was his big move. Yeah, yeah. So there's this comedian Richard Lindsay and uh he's massive now. And he plays the recorder and the flute on stage. <laughs> and look, in the past I have spoken negatively about his act. And <laughs> and who's had the last laugh because it's not fucking me. Okay? <laughs> But, dude, there's something for everyone out there. If you're into... There's clearly a segment of the population who are thinking, I love comedy, but the current crop of Australian comedians are... Where's the woodwinds? Where is the woodwinds? Where? i got to check out what Richard Lindsay's up to now. Dude, he's killing it. He got signed to an agency. He's got 40K YouTube subscribers. His song, Playing the Recorder in the Corner, has got a million streams on Spotify. No. I swear to God, go on Spotify. Oh, my God. That's- it's insane, dude. Holy shit. Mate, he's been just tacking away at the mate, record. <laughs> mate, I would put Richard Lindsay's 2023 up against anyone's. My boy has been in the pocket for months. Wow. It's unbelievable. Oh, my God. 1.6 million hits. On Spotify? On Spotify. That's crazy, dude. How much money do you think you make for that? I don't know, but more than he ever used to make in comedy normally. Flute on the roof, recorder in the woods, the legend of Steve. Always what been about, a player. Re- what about recorder in the corner? That's his big one. That's the 1.6 million. Oh, we don't want to get pinged, man. He's a, his huge agent will come after us. Fucking but, uh, hell. I wonder but, if I'll, we'll still be seeing him around town occasionally. Oh, dude, I want to I want to do a gig with him and check his attitude. I want to <laughs> see if it's still my boy. <laughs> Imagine he comes in with sunnies and he like <laughs> remembers no one's name. He's got a gold suit on. Yeah, his recorder is like pure gold now. Off to LA, brother. Yeah, yeah, and still. But dude, um, yeah, so that our boy's blown up. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And um, so, you know, success is available. Yep. It's out there. Mm-hmm. You just need to reach out with two hands. You just need to get a computer, get a something, someone to film something, get Chip Clip, one of the, oh one, the primest video editing software and money can buy. I, I haven't fin- and just absolutely get to work. Do you know what you do? You you do this thing where you go, no, I don't need any help, and then you're so incapable at the task. <laughs> You go, he comes, Ron comes up to me last week. He goes, Oh, do you have my set from the Brisbane show this year? I go, Yeah, because we paid this guy to film it. And so I send it to him and the audio from the mic from the desk. I go, There you go. I paid for the filming. Thank you. What a legend. Mm. You think, you think that's where my role in this mess would stop. And then Rowan comes down and he goes, Billy, Billy, how do you align the audio with the video? And I go, what program are you using? And you go, what is it? Chimp Clip? Yeah, I think Chimp Clip is what I've been up Chimp to. Chimp Clip. It's the one already on the computer, yeah. And I go, sorry, Rowan. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Chimp Clip. Yeah. You're a novice when it comes to Chip Clip. Chip Clip. Yeah, you don't even know what the fuck it is. And then, and then I was like, well, why don't you Google how to do it? And he goes, oh, I don't know if Chip Clip can do it. <laughs> and I Googled and it. And then he's just like, can't. he's just moaning on the stairs. I, wasn't like, mo- uh, I, mean, I politely was like, do, do, 
do, do you know how to do it? Is there, and you're like, well, there's a button on Premiere Pro. I was like, oh, Chip Clip doesn't really have a button. And upon Googling it, um, there wasn't a lot of information and the information that that was wasn't helpful. So, Well, I'm sending, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I used six gigs of my phone data at work today <laughs> downloading it. I, I drastically underestimated the size of the clip. <laughs> Um, so oh, this way you've given me a bit of attitude in the afternoon. Well, I thought it'd be a one minute job. It was a 40 minute download. <laughs> I'm, I'm yet to crack in, mate. You know, so save it for work. Tomorrow, but yeah, mate. you do that thing where you're just like so helpless and you just, you just look like lost and like limp until like someone, someone comes over and just goes, oh, for fuck's sake. Like, Rowan, you've got to apply for fringe. Oh, I'm pouring yeah. a computer. <laughs> Also, you have like a university degree, but you've created this illusion that you've never even seen a computer before. Like, Rowan will look at the laptop and he'll just press the screen going, is this on? Is this the on button? I go, really? You've got a digital media degree. You've never done a fucking... You've never done anything on the laptop before, mate. I've been paid to edit videos before. You've you've had a TV writing job. I always forget this about you. We're at the park yesterday. I was like, "Will you ever work in doing writing for TV?" Ron's like, "I worked on the Chaser for a year." I go, "Oh, that's right. Why am I helping you plug your fucking iPhone into the to the wall to charge it before bed?" Lit- oh my goodness, mate. Right. Billy's gonna get, mate, fifteen percent cut of each. After each mate, door deal, mate. Mate, I bet I edit this clip for you. It gets fucking three million views, and then you start a podcast with Richard Lindsay <laughs> called a, a flute and a kook or something, and I never fucking hear from you again. And you boys, you boys just have beers and talk shit about me. Mate, that'd be such a fun bit to just anyone you like vaguely know um, gets anything in comedy, like suddenly shoots up, and you just call, get their number and call them. Be like, "Hey, Richard, how you going, mate? We got we got to get together soon, do some writing, mate. You've got. I've always <laughs> thought you've had good ideas. Just be like so blatantly trying to grab everyone, dude. It happens all the time <laughs> now with the internet. It's so funny. Billy will love to have people over and point out something that I've done poorly recently. Okay, mate. Okay. Well, what are you pointing to? Ah, uh, I think you were just. Going off about my lack of organizational abilities, drunk on Saturday night. Oh, well, this was crazy. This one was actually crazy. Oh, what, what, the, the Newcastle weekend? Oh, that wasn't my fault. It wasn't your fault. I had no idea. You had no idea. Basically, uh, this is this one's pretty indefensible, mate. I think you're going to have a tough time defending this. Me? Yes. Mate, I'm not the one that can't go. Are you coming? We'll see. But I also didn't have that information at the time. Okay, so basically, Rowan organized a weekend in Newcastle with me and Freddie doing gigs, just get a sick Airbnb for the weekend, do the Newcastle Comedy Club. Unreal. Mm. So much fun. I go, they, they say, uh, these are the dates. Are you available? I, like a normal person, go, I'm not sure. Let me check my calendar. I consult my calendar and see I am available. So I confirm my availability I for the trip. I consulted my calendar as well. You consulted your calendar. Freddie... Well, I mean, Freddie, we found out, doesn't have a calendar. He doesn't have a calendar. Which, which is, is fucking wild. Insane. Insane, dude. Um, so then Rowan books the Airbnb. Fantastic initiative, mate. Credit mm. where credit's due. Mm. Okay. It comes to light on Saturday that Freddie has double booked himself with a box. It comes to light at the table. We're talking about the trip. Freddie's like, yeah, going to be so sick. And George goes, you know, that's the same weekend as Bensley's Bucks, and you've already paid like $300 for the Airbnb. And Freddie goes, you're kidding. <laughs> And Freddie's like, oh, okay. Uh, um, 
reveals he has no calendar, has no idea when anything's happening. Which is insane. And then you roll in. He wears glasses. He wears glasses. So, what's that about? Those frames are a lie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Rowan comes in uh, from a, from working all day and goes, yeah, oh, you're talking about the Newcastle trip. Yeah, it turns out it's my sister's 21st and my whole family flying in. It's a big event I can't miss, so I'm not coming either. And this all happened in the span of about three minutes. And now I'm going to Newcastle to do spots by myself. That's not fun. That's not a holiday. We'll see. We'll see if this birthday goes ahead. I called my sister today. I was like, are you indeed having a birthday thing on the 11th of November? And she said, I indeed am. And I was like, oh, interesting. This is similar inf- information to what I received a week ago. Probably four days ago. Yeah. Would you like to admit any kind of fault? Mate, George, George Bush, Iraq War, same thing. Okay. I was working with the information <laughs> I had at the time. The information I had at the time, I had a bucks the next weekend and a wedding the following weekend. I'm up on my calendar. This is the information I had at the time. We, On data I received, why would I suddenly think that my parents would fly into Sydney to surprise? Mate, I was going to call her. I was going to be at the beach on Newcastle. Happy birthday, sis. Wish you the best. Wish you the best. 21, mate, 21 of the best years. I could have come to Canberra, but you chose to live in Canberra. I'm not doing it. That, and that's, I don't think she would be able to argue with that. Not upset at all. And I mean, to be fair, it's not like she ever comes from Canberra to Sydney, specifically to support you. That has happened quite recently, yeah. Well, you know. To be fair, it is Sydney. It is not. Nice. I mean, it's not a bad place. <laughs> it's not a bad place. <laughs> my fo- After paying the fines today, my bank, I looked at my bank, oh, fucking hell. It was like, you've spent $1,000 on transport this month. Transport. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Fines, tolls, and petrol. Ooh. Dude, what about this? I read today the tolls for the Sydney Harbour Bridge are going up for the first time in 14 years. Mate, we've paid off the fucking bridge. It's crazy. It was dude. the 30s. Dude, my boy, my boy at work who lives out west, he's, he's like 60 bucks a week in on tolls. I know. Just, oh, it might be like 80. He's thinking about getting the train just to save money on tolls. Have we not paid off the fucking bridge? I don't even know. The stonemasons are dead, mate. It's over. Whole new crop. When 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 was the bridge paid off? Who owns the bridge? Who who are we paying? I don't know. I don't know what happened to. I, don't, I have no idea. Who. Jack Lang, minister at the time. Bit of history for you. Great Depression. Um, they paid off the Sydney Opera House with a well, they got money from to finish it with a, the first Sydney's first lottery, Australia's first lottery. Oh, really? Yeah, and some like middle-class guy in Sydney that was a travelling salesman won it and kept working and didn't know what to do yet. And um, they, post, they posted his name in the paper because they didn't know. And then a dude kidnapped his kid and held him to ransom immediately. Really? Yeah. So the government started this gambling initiative to pay off for it. The guy's son got murdered. He got murdered? Yeah. For winning the lottery? This- for winning the lottery, Oh, yeah. my God. And they caught the guy. And the kid got killed in Seaforth. Really? A little bit of Sydney history for you, mate. Mate, Sydney City. He's alive and well. So then that poor guy's just sitting at home with five mil going, I'd really just prefer my son. Yeah, big time. Yeah, that was, that was the casing point. Do you reckon there's a world 
Because anything's possible, mate. Mm. Do you reckon there's a world where he goes, yeah, fuck yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> he goes, he goes, I got five mil and now I don't have to take care of that kid. Boats and hoes. He's in the next McGregor doco. <laughs> yeah. From the interview that I read, um, it did not seem that Basil Thorne was... Oh, I remembered his name. Nice. Nice. Um, so, he was upset about the son getting He killed. was bloody upset, mate. Yeah. He was an Australian... He was a beautiful Australian father that a Bulgarian man stole his child. Jesus. We don't. We do don't, they, do we they don't. no longer put lottery winners' names in the paper because of it? Because I swear they do. Um, you can choose. Oh, okay. You can choose. Because I, you're I swear be you always see people on the news being like, Way. "Yeah, well, those people are the dumbest cunts in the world." I never thought about it, but yeah, I would win the lottery, tell no one, but everyone would slowly work out. Be like, I don't run my comedy club, and it's like, oh, things are going pretty well, dude. With <laughs> me, I think it would be even more subtle, like. I think I would just like add halloumi at breakfast on Sunday. <laughs> Mac is like, something is off. <laughs> extras? This kid's doing extras? Avo's $4. He's adding Avo. Yeah. <laughs> just tell people you're going to go into the car park, go to the library for four hours every day. Like you could easily just live your life. Yeah. I mean, if I won the lottery, like you can't really buy like- I would still just want to become a comedian anyway. Yeah. And you can't really buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you can Facebook at it. You can you can put as much as you're putting into rent into Facebook ads every week. Of but like that, your videos. Yeah, yeah. That's about it. Yeah. It's the best you can do. And even then. It's pretty sad. Good luck getting to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> $500 to make people watch this garbage. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway. Nice. Good Sunday yesterday. Beautiful Sunday, Beautiful. mate. Me and Billy were chasing the sun. We were, yeah. It's still that sort of weather where like cold out of the sun, warm in it. Mm. Dude, just having a beer outside the pub but on the street. Mm. On the street. And that's how I like to drink, mate. Because mm. you're really connecting with the community. Yeah, we connected. We had, we, had a, we had a young fella. By young, I mean, he was about 45. And he came up, he came up to Ryan, sat next to him and goes, mate, how you going? You know who I am. And Rowan goes, I don't know who you are, brother. And he goes, Come on, mate, it's me. <laughs> and then uh, we don't know each other. We don't. They didn't know each other. And the bloke was he was skitzing a bit, but he seemed in decent nick. Yeah, he was doing okay. And then uh, he was like, Oh man, the sun is in my eyes here. It's pissing me off. And Rowan goes, Oh, I'm a bit taller, so it's the shades in my eyes. And the guy goes, Yeah, well, you're so bloody tall, eh? You're lucky, you. Ha ha ha. And then Rowan goes, Are you doing okay, brother? And the guy goes, No, man, I'm not. I'm having a really tough time. <laughs> it's all good, mate. We're all good here. Sit by us, have some of your vape. Tell me about the snakes in your life. There yeah. were a few snakes. I'm telling you, mate, there's a f- there might be snakes, but there's less snakes than you think there are. Yeah. There are far less snakes. Rowan goes, what's wrong, mate? And by the way, it was obvious that drug addiction was the, the core issue. Yeah, yeah, obviously. But this guy had ad- had identified. He goes, I'm just worried because some of their crew is mixing with our crew and I don't fucking like it. And I and I, I, I added fuel a little bit. I said, watch out for those snakes, mate. And he was like, see? see yeah, <laughs> thanks, Billy. But also, here's the thing, mate. I'm, I'm here to calm down and coddle as many people as possible. Mm. At a certain point, I will be realistic about mm. the fact that there's snakes in your crew. <laughs> there are rich cunts pretending to be pov cunts in your crew. Yeah. Which was the problem at hand. And I don't like crews mixing. Well, we know that about you. You're Dude, very... I'm very tribal. Yeah, keep them apart, mate. Stick to your crew. Warringah soccer does not... Mix with Blacktown soccer. Those are completely... Thank God you said town, brother. 
But yeah, that was pretty much the extent of our. It was just a lovely weekend. It really yeah. was. It was a shame that I didn't get around to the seven errands and the beach trip I was going to do. But yeah, dude, this guy, you'll come down the stairs and like announce things <laughs> that you're obviously not going to do, but it's just a weird. You're like, right, okay, I'm going to the beach. I've got my notebook. I'm going to do an hour and a half of writing and meditate for half an hour and then like go to the organic food store. And I'm like, it's Sunday. You're not going to do any of that. Mm. And it was my first day off for the weekend as well. Yeah, you worked 10 hours Saturday and did two gigs Saturday night. And I was like, who? you're saying these things out loud, but who are they for? But I believed them at the time. That's the problem. I genuinely was finishing work being like, tomorrow, 8 o'clock. I'm at Tamarama. I've got a surfboard. I've got earphones. I've got a book. I'm just chilling there for as long as possible. Like, I truly believe these things. But then, Craziness, obviously- dude. I've never even attempted to complete a task on a Sunday <coughs> in, like, maybe three years. My main goal yesterday was to do my washing, and I did it today. So, it, it all works out. And you know what? There, there are negative people out there who will say, you didn't get the washing done on Sunday. To those people, I would say, it's done. It's done. It doesn't okay? matter. Plenty of ways to skin a cat. It's not how, it's how many. <laughs> My boy's on top. <laughs> he spent the majority of his weekly wage. It is Monday. The week moves on. Fuck yeah, dude. It did force me to do some invoicing though. I was like, well, well, well. Guess who owes me money? A few people that I haven't invoiced. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of, mate, you know, when you're ready to pay me for opening for your fringe shows. Mate, when the fringe gives me the money, when they throw it over. Oh, mate, it's coming. I'll be there. Well, mate, it's a large sum. They, you know, they're getting, the, they're, they're crossing the T's, they're dotting the I's. Well, it's such a large sum that they're probably like just putting it in an investment account for like seven days to like watch the interest kind of go up. Letting it age. Yeah, they're putting it on a couple of good portfolios, throwing it up. Just we'll just make some money off this while we've got it for a little while, and then bang into me, brand new phone. Well, not brand new, but refurbished phone. Refurbished. Are phone. you gonna? Are you gonna? Because I need a new phone. Yeah, I want to buy yours. Yeah. How much do you think an iPhone 10 from four years ago is worth to you right now on the pod? 150 bucks. Okay. I was going to say 100. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, 150 bucks. That's business, ladies That's and business. gentlemen. That's a nice handshake. That is fucking business. And guess who's... A, a lot of people talk shit on me. A lot of people talk shit on me around these areas. Mate, people in these areas, they talk so much shit on me, you and Marcus in barbershops. They forget to get their hair cut. That's the kind of vibe that's happening. You're kidding. Unbelievably. The same thing. This is why I don't like cruise mixing. <laughs> because you can't trust any of these fucking snakes. Well, yeah. Well, the snakes have had a lot to say about the top centimeter of my phone not working. The screen. It's, it's, I got to say, it's really annoying. It's so annoying. There's stuff where I'm like, how much, like, perfect example. I go, yesterday, how much money did you win off your single bets? You go, it's at the top end of the screen. I can't access it. <laughs> I go, okay. And some apps you can turn it landscape and it changes, but Instagram and sports bet don't do that. Yeah. So I can't check my notifications unless I'm on a computer or something. Can you check your messages on Instagram? You can swipe oh, and it moves nice. over. So I didn't know that for the first week and I yeah. just had to wait till I was on a computer. Then I was like, what gigs do you have this week? And <laughs> his calendar is stuck in day mode. So he had to swipe through. He goes, Monday, nothing. It was so depressing because you didn't know if you had gigs or not. And you go, Monday, nothing. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, nothing. <laughs> You're like, oh, it's looking pretty quiet, Bill. <laughs> 
I did the same. Tom or asked me when we were gigging on Saturday night. I was just going day by day, going whoa, 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 what nothing, is- nothing. Oh, oh, nice, <laughs> nice. But actually, I was looking at the. I was stuck on the wrong week. I have gigs Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, nice. That's a nice week. On oh, Saturday and Saturday. What are you doing Saturday? I don't remember. Okay, and it'll take you hours of admin to work it out. <laughs> I've done all my admin for the day. I was just. It was like I was Neo. I was just plugged in. <laughs> fucking seven tabs open. Where's that email address? It's there. Mate, plug yourself into a fucking chimp clip tutorial. <laughs> I for said, the love of God. I sent respoil a clip, mate. I was going, I was like, caption this up, mate. I'm a fucking provider. I'm going I'm an internet guy. Fuck it, Elf. All right. Well, mate, good stuff. Good stuff, mate. I love to hear this momentum behind your life. Oh, there's so much momentum, mate. It's I'm very training exciting. constantly. Just very exciting, brother. All right, mate. That's probably enough potting for this week. Yeah, it's a gentleman's yeah. 40 minutes, mate. Oh, nice. Cruise. Cruising, through. brother. You. Cheers, dog.